cliffcentral.com. All right, so um, Dr. Hanan is uh, ready to regale us. And by the way, you can call us if you want to. Um, you can get hold of us on 0832955769. I'll put the number up on the screen now if you want to get hold of him. I've actually got a couple of other comments and questions here that we can throw in in the meantime. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm well. How are you doing? How's your weekend? Awesome. Very, very good. Nice and relaxing. How was yours? Yeah, it was good, Dan. Busy. What is, what is, what does Dr. Hanan do? Because people, people don't know that you're also a dad and a husband. I mean, like, uh, how do you, how do you even find time? Cause you're busy literally from seven o'clock. That's why we have to do this with you on a Monday before seven, because you start seeing patients at seven and you finish at like seven o'clock at night from Monday yeah, to exactly. Friday. So how do you even, do, do your family only remember what you look like on weekends? <laughs> so I do work on a Saturday also until about six or seven oh at God. night. And, uh, and Sunday is just purely family time. So I wake up oh. early, have a lack of breakfast with the, with the wife and kids, go out for lunch, you know, spend quality time with the family. So they, good to get, they do get to see me in the evenings and mainly on, uh, on Sundays. Yeah. All right. Well, lucky them. They only get a day with you. Most people, most people would uh, would have to pay for the privilege. But this morning, we're going to help people to figure out what's going on with uh, with their lives and their relationships. So we'll take calls oh eight three two nine five five seven six nine if you've got something that you want to deal with this morning with Doctor Hanan. But I've got a question here already. Um, let me just go straight to this one. Um, where is this thing? Uh, sorry, here got a question for the doctor from Simon Says. Got trust issues because my mom left when I was six. She's alive. But now I can't seem to trust and believe a person's feelings for me when I try and get into a relationship. What can I do? That seems pretty honest. Right. So the, it's very common to have a negative life experience when you're very young and generalize it to the rest of your life. So if I get hurt by one person, my brain, in order to protect me, starts generalizing it to, well, if that person can hurt me, well, then everybody else can as well. And especially when it's a primary caregiver, like a mom and dad. So if I get hurt, uh, disappointed, if mom and dad leave me, whether it's through illness or death or maybe through a voluntary action, my brain goes, well, if my primary caregiver, the person that should love and protect me unconditionally, if that person can leave, well, then anybody else can. And I end up translating that belief, we call it a core belief, into my current actions in the here and now. So even though I learned it then, I start acting it out now. Now, I always tell people, we develop this roadmap early on. And what I mean by roadmap, if I ask you, to travel from Joburg to Cape Town using a roadmap that was drafted in 1876, naturally you're going to get lost. You're going to get it wrong. And it's never a question of what's wrong with me. It's always a question of what's wrong with my roadmap. And mom and dad usually teach us the roadmap early on. So if mom and dad disappoint me, naturally my roadmap will be, well, everybody else can. And I end up sitting and putting up walls, defenses, creating distance, avoiding. But I also tell people, as an adult, you have a responsibility. You can't act like a victim. Yes, the roadmap was given to you, but it is your responsibility and no one else's to update, upgrade, 
shape up your roadmap to make you more functional today. Now, how do you know if your roadmap is wrong? Well, because you're not getting the desired results. If you're not getting the desired results, you've got to relearn how to engage the world, how to participate in the world, to drop to drop down the 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 guard, the wall, in order to engage the world in a much more efficient way. So take responsibility today and change. Okay, we got a, a call here. Uh, yeah. We got somebody oh, yeah. on the line. Ask you something. Go ahead. Morning, Doc. It's Mapelo here. Oh, Mapelo. Okay. Uh, I knew it was Mapelo. He's the only uh, one. He's the only one who's got our, our studio number on speed dial. Go ahead, Mapelo. <laughs> right. Uh, is there something wrong with me, or is it healthy if I feel this way about relationships? Okay. I'll be in a relationship, and it's nice, it's good, but when it ends, yeah, it's gonna hurt a little bit. But I'll be like. Actually, this is better. This is really good being single. And then I'll be in the relationship again and the same thing happens. Is there something wrong with me? So what happens in a relationship? What do you, what do you go through? No, after a relationship, I feel like it's better being single. It's good. It's better, better, better than to be being single. in a relationship. Just say, just yeah. say, just say yes. The problem is you, and then let's move on, Doc. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it is like that. Those feelings of, you know, you, you envy people who are in relationships. You get into a relationship, and then afterwards you think, oh, it's actually so nice being single, being able to do what I want to do. And then the cycle begins again, where you think, oh, I'm lonely, and I want yeah. to be in a relationship. I think that's yeah. what it is. Exactly, that's what happens. So, so what happens, we've got to remember, happiness is available to anybody. The human brain adjusts to pretty much anything. You can, be, you can find happiness in a one-by-one uh, square meter room, and you can find unhappiness and misery in a castle because the human brain just learns to adapt. We are adapting machines. We're terrible at predicting, but we're amazing at adapting. What ends up happening when we're in a relationship, we fantasize about all the wonderful things that we can do as singletons. And then when we're single, then we fantasize how amazing it would be to be in a companionship. So the brain always wants to chase what it doesn't have because it gets used to what it's always gotten. So is a normal, yes, it happens, but you've got to fight the urge to fantasize about the alternative. Because the moment you fantasize about the alternative, you actually devalue what currently is available to you. So that's, by the way, the definition of suffering. Uh, being in a relationship and wishing you were single. Living in South Africa and wish you were living in America. Um, being on a diet and wish you could have the chocolate cake. That's suffering. So you've got to marry mm-hmm. the current moment, marry where you're at to make the most of it. All right, Mapello, you sorted now. You're going to keep on having problems. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're the kind of person who's always going to have problems. That's what I'm going to say right up front. Let's not waste your time. All right. Thanks. Aren't you glad I'm not your psychologist? There we go. Thank you, Mapello. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. <laughs> what you should do, Gareth, is um, just let him know little by little every week and keep him coming to you if you want to be good. <laughs> Doc, have you ever had a patient who was so annoying that you you gave them bad advice just so you could get rid of them? <laughs> or you schedule? told them they were fine, they could go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just, they get were divorced. just get yeah. divorced. Just, get to, just leave him. He's not worth it. <laughs> Gareth, I, I want to see one day. We should actually reverse the role. I want to see you go through one patient. We should record oh it. You'll God. come to the office. You'll sit in the therapist chair. Uh, and just for 
45 minutes. Let's see if you can even mm. handle 45 minutes. Just sit through no, no. somebody going through an issue. We need to see that. <clears throat> no, Doc, you know it'll happen. It, it, it's going to be an absolute nightmare for the patient. They're going to they'll kill themselves. I'll end up in court with the rest <laughs> of the family. Please, you can't do this. So dramatic. Yeah. Well, you come on, Leanne. You know it's true, right? No, you wouldn't last 15 minutes. Not a chance. We, but, we, but we lock the doors, though. We can't allow Gareth to get out. We won't allow him to get out. He's got to see the session through the 45 oh. to an hour session. Oh, He'll do God. so much damage. He'll tell the person <laughs> they're stupid, that they're, they can't do anything right in their lives, that they're the bottom of the gene pool, that Charles yeah. Darwin was right. He'll mess no. it up completely. No, we can't do it. Please, this is not. It's not fair to all of humanity. Uh, we, it's it's basically it. It would be it would be the worst thing that had happened to humans. I mean, without any uh, exaggeration at all, it would be the most terrible disaster. I have day. a feeling, Gareth. I have a feeling you'd surprise us. I think you'd sit here and really empathize and really understand. And really sit by the person, cry it out to him. Now, Dr. Hanan's talking nonsense. Uh, hey, good morning. <laughs> What's up? Hello. Morning. How are you? Morning. Who's this? Morning. This is Tracy, but I'm often in the comments. So my, my nickname's CP. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I know that he's only got five more minutes or probably four more minutes left, so let me quickly just give him the gist of what's been happening. Um, so for the last 10 years, I haven't um, spoken to my mom. Um, I don't stay very far away from her. And the reason um, why well, my stepfather and my sister still stay with her and I still chat to them on a weekly basis. And every morning when the doctor's on, I listen, um, try and get some advice and see if anything is applicable to me. But the reason I still haven't decided to speak to her is because I know that she's incapable of doing certain things. Um, so there's, there, I've got expectations. I've got kids and I've got a husband and I've got needs that need to be met. And I know that she's incapable of doing that. I've never spoken to her about it. And I don't know if I'm being unreasonable. Do I need to try and speak to her? Um, I know she's exactly the same person she's always been. She treats my sister and my brother exactly the same she did when I was growing up. And it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a form of abuse there. It's not physical, but definitely verbal. And there's um, a lot of like emotional blackmail and stuff like that that goes on as well. Can I does. just say, can I just say, I think she sounds lovely. Yeah. You know what the thing is, Gareth, is, we're all getting older, and yeah. a friend of mine <clears throat> over the weekend asked me, um, what happens if something had to happen to her? How are you going to feel? Um, are you going to be okay with the situation? I mean, I chose this. This is what I chose. So I kind of have to be okay with it. If, if she dies tomorrow, I'm going to have to, I don't even know if I'll go to a funeral because I haven't been there for she, has, she doesn't even know my kids. She doesn't know. She's never been to my house. I mean, we have a beautiful house. She's never been here. She doesn't. It, it feels to me like she doesn't care. And the, the other, the other thing that really bugs me a lot is that I'm worried that this is the example I'm setting for my kids. That it's okay to be like this with your mom. Um, so when we're in, in different situations, I often often say, you know what, I'm doing everything I possibly can to not act the way she would 
sorry, she would have acted in this situation. Um, I, tr- I try every day to be the exact opposite of her um, so that they can understand why I don't speak to her, that it's not okay to, to treat your parents like that. Mm. So, but my, so my, question, uh, my question actually is, is am, I, am I being unreasonable? Maybe do, we, do I at some other stage, hey, let's, let's try and chat about this. But the thing is my husband has to be there. My stepdad has to be there. Mm. So it's not just going to be, the, it's not just going to be a one-on-one. All right, calm down, Katie or Casey or whatever your name is. Let Dr. Hanan <laughs> help you here. Just, you, you, you're driving us crazy. Here we go. Go on. Okay, down. okay, okay, go. Shut up I and listen to the doctor. <laughs> so, so no relationship should ever be controlled by guilt. You shouldn't be in a relationship because you feel bad. And um, being uh, calling somebody a mother is a very loaded word. What does it mean? And I'll say it to you in 30 seconds. The reality is that the best relationships in the world are the ones where reality meets, meets expectations. If you expect one and you get one, you're going to have a good relationship. If you expect 10 and you get one, you're going to have a poor relationship. You got to put people in the right box. So you got to put your mother in the box that is aligned with what she can give you. So if your mother, in terms of the coin theory, can give you one coin back, then you got to expect that one coin. If she can give you five, you got to expect five. So being a mother, as I said, it doesn't mean that, you know, as per the rom coms of what it means. Uh, being an all-encompassing relationship, some mom-daughter relationship is very superficial, which is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with having a superficial relationship with someone as long as your reality meets the expectation. So what I would say to you, lower your expectation, put your mother in the correct box of what she can give you and let her give you in line with that and you'll have a much healthier relationship. She can then, by the way, just as a caveat, she can reject that and then you have to withdraw even more or she can accept that and you can have a good relationship. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you want my advice? You, You want my advice? No, we don't. I would say if she dies, she dies and let the old battle axe carry on on her own. And don't worry about the example you set for your kids because you're their primary uh, role model. Yeah. Right. But, Just um, listen to me. Casey, listen to me. <laughs> oh, Casey, for God's sake, shut up and listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to understand why your mother hates you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know me. <laughs> okay, go, Dr. Haddad. I'm listening. No, I'm, I'm saying, don't listen to Gareth. Listen to me. Listen to my advice. Take my advice. <laughs> this is very, very confusing, by the way. <laughs> From now on, I'm just going to listen to the other patients complaining. <laughs> listen to Dr. Hanan. He's giving you good advice, all right? Go and read the podcast and ignore the parts where I speak, okay? Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. All right, my God. Cheers. Good luck with that that that, bat, that battle axe mother of yours. Thanks a lot. Oh, she I... sounds like a piece of work, eh? Mm. Okay. All right. Uh... <laughs> there we go. Now you got some insight into what might happen if you made me your 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 therapist for the week. All right, everybody. Listen, this is all we got time for this morning. Thank you, Dr. Hanan. Always good Thanks, to catch God. up with you. We'll see you in a in a week. I look forward to it. See you guys. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Leanne, don't disapprove of my. I've, it's also kind of therapy, okay? Yeah, it's, uh, you're the one who's never going to change. We'll just manage our expectations. How about that? <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's uh, that's our psychology for the morning. We-